Excuses, reasons why you can't, the lies we tell ourselves to make us feel better about mediocrity. You'll be inspired to eliminate these things from your life when you hear today's guest. The man on MVA today is 56 years old and crushing it on all fronts. Personal bests in fitness, his career, and hitting new all-time highs in year 30 of his marriage. Discipline can be cultivated by looking through the windshield and pressing forward, knowing where you want to go, and using the fuel of never wanting to go back to where you were. I hope you enjoy today's Men's Victory Alliance podcast with my guest, the man of grit, Jerry Adams. Your life is an opportunity. We live deliberately, relentlessly pursuing our goals. We don't settle for mediocrity. We aspire to greatness. We are mindful of the process, but we demand results. We embrace our role as leaders, and we lead by example. There is no finish line. We are leveling up every day until the end. We will win together. This is the Men's Victory Alliance. Welcome to the Men's Victory Alliance, the show where we talk to men about the strategies and tactics they are employing to help them win in this unforgiving minute of life. Money, marriage, and mindset and more. So let's dive in with our guest today, Jerry, Men of Grit Adams. Jerry, thank you for coming on the show. I know you'll be able to provide some insight to the men listening. How's it going today? Tell us where you're at right now and what you're focusing on. Yeah, you bet, man, Jeff. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, I got a lot going on right now. I've been writing a book, so getting close to pushing that out. We're just finishing editing, got a cover being being built right now. And, um, Getting ready to roll that thing out, so I'm excited. That's a dream of mine. It's been been a dream for several years, and uh, we're almost there, man. Going to have it in my hand soon. It's been really cool to watch you on the journey of writing the book. Uh, Jerry's in my men's group, the Fraternity of Excellence, and uh, he's got a lot going on. He's always making things happen. And I wanted to ask you, has it always been that way, or do you find yourself being a lot more productive these days, this point in your life? I've always been driven, but... I would say since joining the men's group, FOE, it's like gas on the fire. I've learned so many things. You and I have been talking and I have improved so many things in my life, you know, as a man, as a husband, as a father. And then all those lessons that I've learned, you know, I've taken the the approach that I am inspired to, to lead men into a better life, you know, something that we've experienced. And that drive is strong, but I want to make sure that the things I'm sharing with men, those are the things that I've experienced myself. So a lot of these changes that I've experienced as a result of being a part of FOE and feeding off of other strong men, a lot of those those things I want other other people to experience. And I write about those changes and the things that I've figured out, you know, uh, like a lot of us. And that's exactly why I wanted to have you on the show because um, you're firing on all cylinders right now as a man. Uh, I'll divulge you're 55 years old. Or are you 56? 56. 56? 56 years old. And from what I understand and from what I see, you're in the best physical shape of your life. And that must play a big part into how you're tackling your book, your work. Tell us how fitness is in your life where it was, where it is now, and how it's affecting the rest, the things that aren't necessarily connected to the physical body, but that benefit from having everything together. 
Yeah, so my story uh, back in 2019, I I got a blood test and it showed a lot of bad things. And the first thing the doctor wanted to do was put me on medication. And I was like, wow, time out. You know, what what's happened to me? And so I told him, I said, no, we're not going to do that. I'm going to start working and figuring this thing out. And so I started on a mission to start eating right, start to exercise. I was reading Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willick and uh, Leif Babin and went to one of their muster events. And that really triggered me. I did their PT about puked all over the guy next to me. And I realized, wow, I got fat and I'm out of shape and I lost a lot of discipline. And so it was I started that workout journey and I started working out. Then I joined FOE. And like I said, that was like fuel in the fire. I learned a lot in there from a lot of men that had been down this path. I learned a lot about diet and five, six different ways to get there on diet until I thought this is mine. And then I learned about working out and, and how to do that. And so I started kind of tracking and started dialing everything in. And what I discovered is, you know, that was where it started for me was the physical side. But then that brought to light so many other areas of my life that I wasn't disciplined. And the discipline that I learned on the physical side transferred into so many other areas of my life. Before getting to where I am today, it was hard to see all these connections. And now that I see all these connections, man, I'm so passionate. I tell guys all the time, the first thing you want to do is get yourself in shape. There are so many other things that start to come together once you get yourself in shape and physically fit and start building some muscle. It's it's a foundational thing for me in my life. You know, body, mind, spirit. I focus on those three things every single day, every day. Even Saturday, Sunday, it doesn't matter. I get up same time every single day, do the work every day. That's perfect. So when I look at you, I see an example of what it can be if you use the tools correctly. So in review, you went to the doctor, you had some bad news, and instead of uh, sulking about it, you decided this is the wake-up call. This is where I'm going to take action. Then you look for some inspiration and you read the Jocko book started being inspired, and then you joined a men's group to keep yourself accountable to the situation. And that right there is, that's the prescription for the guy. This is the plan and you can follow it, but just Jerry's done it really, really well. And you you mentioned discipline twice. And that's something I wanted to talk about because personally, I actually could improve my discipline and I'm looking to, I get by on a lot of motivation. I throw myself forward, but then sometimes I see you up at 4.30 in the morning, jumping rope consistently. And that is the one word I think about when I think about Jerry Adams, consistent. And how did you really just make discipline a part of your, your being, your soul? I think it started way back when I was growing up. One of the things that my dad told me, you know, I was never the biggest guy and I was never the brightest guy or whatever. But the one thing that my dad always pointed out to me, he said, Jerry said, uh, you'll never give up. Like you work hard and you'll outwork the guys around you. And that's what, and that's going to be something that is going to help you in life. And I, and I often say, I don't know if that was true. And, you know, I don't know if that was something that he saw in me and then he pulled it out or if it was something that he spoke into my life. And really, it doesn't matter because 
because I, I eventually I believed it. And then when I went through all this stuff, I realized that I lost my way. And when I came back and I started working out, one, I fell back to that and I was like, okay, I, I know who I am. I'm a guy that can work hard. And so if I go into this group and I lay out all my stuff and I'm like, hey guys, here's all the ugly stuff. Here's all the stuff in the darkness, everything. Lay it out on how do I fix this? And then once I get a prescription, start working on it. So that was there, but there's another piece to it that I think really impacts today. A lot of guys don't know about me or don't understand. Maybe there's a misunderstanding. You know, I get up in the mornings at 4.30 in the morning. There are many times that I don't feel like rolling out of bed. Like I don't want to work. And I got this thing in my mind. that It's a windshield and a rear view mirror. And the windshield is... You know, you're driving down the road, you're looking out the windshield and the windshield's big. And that's where you spend most of your time looking. And to me, the windshield is my mission. Honor God, be true to the man in the mirror, be a rock for those around me. That's my mission, the vision of the man that I want to be. It's all the things that they're out in front of me, pulling me down the road. But then you got the rear view mirror. And the rear view mirror is the thing that you look in every once in a while and the rear view mirror is the picture of where you were. And for me, you know, there was a lot of pain associated with where I was. My marriage was not on the right track. I could see what was coming. Like I understood that with where I was, if I continue down this trail, down this path, there's a lot of bad things coming. And it was already bad. And it was already, you know, wasn't anywhere close to my dreams of what I thought it could be. And so the rear view mirror is that thing that I look in at 4.30 in the morning, probably 50% of the time. And I think, okay, dude, you don't get up. This is step one to going back there. Is that what you want? And it's always real quick. Because I know the answer to that question. I'm like, no, I don't want, I'm not going there. So I get up and I go and I do the work. You know, the other thing that ties into that, the third thing that ties into that is the other guys I roll with, men like yourself and the other men in FOE that I look to, to gain strength. And I think, hey, I'm a part of a group of men that are dialing themselves in. We are working hard to become better men so that we could be better husbands, so we could be better fathers. I'm a part of that. And I have a responsibility. I'm learning and guys in there are helping me become stronger, but I'm also helping some other guys so that they could become stronger. So I'm in a leadership position while I'm also following other men and following the group as a whole. And so I think about that too. I think that's a responsibility. And, you know, it's funny. One day I was up in um, our cabin. I was hunting on a Saturday. And uh, one of the FOE brothers, I didn't post a workout. Now, I did work out. I actually did push-ups and some things at the, at the cabin. But I didn't post anything. And I remember like two days later, I looked on my phone and I looked and and one of those guys was like, hey, dude, did you die? 
because he just wasn't used to me not posting. And I'll always remember that because it's funny, but it, it also reminded me that I'm a part of a tribe of men that are serious about where we're going. You know, that's what I needed, Jeff. I couldn't find it anywhere. I, I couldn't find men that were driven the way that I knew I needed to be driven. 100%. You uh, you said a lot of gold there. The first thing you said I liked was uh, when the first time I heard you say that you didn't want to get up at 4.30, for some reason that surprised me because you have crafted a reputation for consistency that I thought was just automatic, but that's important to know. It's not that he likes to get up at 4.30 in the morning. It's that he knows he wants to go through that front shield, not the windshield, or through the windshield, not the rear view mirror. The second thing, so important, the journey in a men's group, like the Fraternity of Excellence, like other men's groups, is that the immersion within it. So you come in and you take what you need, but then the longer you stay, you become a part of the fabric of the group and you're giving back down and that also builds you up as a man. So I've seen you benefit and I've had the same exact experience. I've benefited not only from taking, but then from giving and you get stronger and stronger. But one other thing I really wanted to dive in on a little bit is you mentioned that your marriage wasn't so great before you started this improvement journey. And I know a lot of guys are listening and they probably think, man, I've been married for a decade, two decades. This is impossible to change. But I believe you've been married for three decades and you were able to turn it around. Is that correct? And can you shed some light into that? We just celebrated 30 years last October and it was great. We went away for five days and they were, my wife said, she said, you know, these five days, she said, I have enjoyed these five days more, just the two of us, with any one individual than I ever have, ever. You know, we were in a place where things weren't great. And what I found out later, you know, you go into those things and you think society tells you, hey, after you're married for a certain amount of time, you're going to lose the spark. There's not going to be the desire. There's not going to be the the fire in the marriage anymore. And that's just the way it goes. You know, it just dies off over years. And, you know, I bought into a lot of that stuff also. And you also think that, yeah, there's some things I could probably do better, but you know, it's not just all me. And what I found out is for me anyway, is I thought a lot of problems were on her end that weren't. And a lot of it was just, she was just reflecting like a mirror. She was reflecting back the man that I was. And so when I started dialing myself in, you know, physically, physical was the foundation, but then mentally and spiritually and became just a much stronger man and a man that was on mission. What I found is that over time, I put myself in a position as a man where I could lead. And over time, what happens is you start drawing out the woman that you originally married. And all of a sudden, you see that woman that used to look at you with that look. And men know what I'm talking about. It's that look of respect, you know, because for a man, a woman, it's interesting. You know, I'm Christian. And when I look in the Bible, I, I see this words that are used. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, respect your husband. Respect. That's what a man wants to see from other men and especially from his wife. 
And I remember the look. You know, when I say I look in the rearview mirror, one of those pain points, I remember the look of disappointment in her eyes. I remember the look of, you know, he's just not what he should be. I could read all that. Like I could look at those eyes and I knew I saw that. And the idea that one day that respect look would come back was, I was like, "Eh, that's not going to happen. And now, now that I've been on the other side of it and I realize what can happen when a man works on being a better man all around body, mind, spirit, when he does that and he learns how to lead a relationship and that comes back, all that stuff comes back. And when it does, to me, it fires me up and it's like, I want other men to understand this. I want them to understand, look, it might not be 100% your fault, but if that relationship is going to work, it's going to work because of you. Like you are the one that's going to control whether or not that woman comes back, the one that you fell in love with. And it's on your shoulders. I think leadership was the operative word there. And it's a, it's a gift that you've given to your wife. And now she gets to enjoy that. And then the rewards are sweet because she's much happier and fulfilled. And then you get to enjoy being able to have given her that gift. So I commend you for taking charge and turning your life to where you wanted it to be. And my message really is that whoever is listening, you can do the same thing. Jerry got the report from the doctor and he made a change. And so many guys don't make that change and I want them to. And that's what we're here for. What do you think are the limiting beliefs or the fears that are keeping men from doing what you've done? Uh, taking action and taking responsibility and changing their lives for the better, becoming the men they should be. I wish I could figure out and had like the silver bullet, but I'll say this, you know, I never knew how good it could be. And I think I said that here earlier. Okay. I never knew what it would be like on the other side. Had I known how good it could be, I would have done everything I did times 10. And I would have done it 20 years ago. And to me, it's trying to figure out how to communicate that. You know, I, I'm writing a book. You know, you and I both, we're, we're going to be speaking. We're going to be talking about these things and how to be a strong man because we want men to get a picture and a vision of what it's like on the other side so that they could push through all that stuff that's keeping them from making those decisions. You know, sometimes it's frustrating because we see this and we're living it. And we're like, guys, man, if you would only take the steps that need to be taken in order to change yourself and become a stronger man in body, mind, and spirit, what's on the other side is so good. It's like everything in life. You think you know what it's going to be like to be a father. And then you become a father and you realize I only had about 20% of it figured out. You know, you think you know what it's going to be like to be married and then you get on the other side, right? Life is like that. Well, you think you know what it's going to be like if you really improve yourselves. But I can tell you that most men have no clue how good it could be. Otherwise, they would be completely fired up like you and I, and they would be pushing hard to get there. And so I think it starts in the mind. Like we lie to ourselves. We tell ourselves all kinds of lies. I don't have enough time. I don't have the money to join a gym. 
I can't eat like that because my family doesn't eat like that. And we just tell ourselves all this kind of stuff. Well, this is where it's good to be a part of a men's group. Because when you're part of a men's group, we're men and we interact as men. And we say, that's bullshit. You do have enough time. I run a steel mill. I'm a general manager. I am busy, but I am very purposeful about where I put my time. My life has completely changed. We were talking today. I went to church this morning and somebody mentioned, hey, uh, today's the big game. And I leaned over to my wife and I said, is today the Super Bowl? And she said, I guess. I don't even know. I haven't watched a football game. And I used to be a football fanatic. I haven't watched a football game in three years. And part of the reason why is because I spent nine hours a week. So when a man says, I don't have time, I can almost guarantee you that they're sitting their tail on a couch someplace, feeding their face, watching sports. They are watching other men do. It's so funny you bring that up because I learned it was the Super Bowl uh, yesterday when (laughs) it's happening today. This will probably air a few weeks out, but you get the point. It's yeah. you nailed it. What are the limiting beliefs that men have to keep them from taking action? Their lies and their excuses. And the media likes to lie to us. Society likes to lie to us. But the most powerful liar is our own selves. We don't yeah. tell ourselves the truth. We don't acknowledge what's real. And what's real is what Jerry did these past couple of years and what I've done these past two years. If you get in there and do the work, the rewards are a hundred times the work. So it's worth it. Head over to mensvictoryalliance.com and sign up for your free guide to leveling up in money, marriage, and mindset. Follow us on socials and YouTube to see what the MVA crew is up to. Before we wrap up, I wanted to touch on you know, how it's impacted your career, this resurgence of life and also parenting. And we'll, we'll talk about that. We got a few more minutes, but one last thing I want to circle on too, is you mentioned physical is the foundation and expanding on that. The reason why that is the foundation and it's my foundation as well is because it's the one thing we do have the most control over. You can get up earlier and go to the gym. You can decide what you're going to put in your body. You can eat for fuel instead of entertainment. And once you start making these deliberate, intentional decisions, the snowball of momentum starts rolling. Every time you weigh yourself or you walk by a mirror, you know that you're doing the work and you gain some self-respect. So physical is a foundation to build on. But from what I understand, your career has even taken off. Not only the marriage, not only how you feel about yourself and your physicality, but career is going better. Is that the case? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's everything's impacted. You have more energy. When you have more energy, you make better decisions. You're able to be the rock in the middle of the storm. Like I said, honor God, be true to the man in the mirror, be a rock for those around me. When I say be a rock for those around me, of course, that starts with my wife and my son in my home, but also that extends out to friends and, you know, brothers in FOE at work. You know, when the stuff's hitting the fan, People need a leader that's able to be the rock that can make decisions in the midst of chaos and can say, okay, it's cool. Here's what we're going to do. And drawing out and being able to ask the right questions and make decisions to put the right people around you. So yeah, I've had some solid teams and built some solid teams and we've had some great performance. You know, the last two years, record-breaking years. Two years ago, we were 24% better than the previous record. This past year, we were 46% better than that record. 
the financials. And so, you know, I have a lot of guys around me, a team of men in the steel mill that are just really solid leaders. I give them the authority to do the things they do. But I think when you tie it all back to, you know, what we're talking about here, that physical fitness, you know, the reason that's a a foundation is because it enables you to be disciplined in so many other areas. You know, I used to come home from work and walk in the door and be like, hey, I earned the right to go sit on the couch and rest, you know? And well, what I didn't realize is, you know, when I walked in that door, my wife needed me. She needed the leader. She needed somebody to help. She needed somebody, you know, my son needed a dad. And you know, my rest is when I lay my head on the pillow. And a lot of guys, a reason they can't keep going is because they're so out of shape. And that's where it gets real practical because, you know, now I get up at 4.30 in the morning. A lot of guys will say, oh, I can't get up at 4.30 in the morning. I wouldn't be able to make it to the end of the day. And again, I would call bullshit because I get up at 4.30 in the morning and I go all the way until it comes time to lay my head on the pillow you know, it might be 10 o'clock at night. Maybe that's early for a lot of people, but that's when I rest. I rest when I put my head on the pillow. That's what that's for. That is my rest. And up until then, it's game on. And if the middle of the night I get, you know, something goes bump in the night and it's time to go take care of things, I'm going to be ready to go because I can push myself. And the reason I can push myself is because I push myself every day. So it's a part of who I am. It's ingrained. You're a savage, Jerry, and this is the type of guy that you meet when you join groups where you're all working together to level up. I can't end the interview before we discuss how your fatherhood has improved as well, or if where it's at, just because I know you're so involved with your son, always doing cool things with him, uh, restoring cars and hiking and all that. Uh, talk to us about where you're at with fatherhood. It's interesting with my son. I was just talking a little bit about this, you know. I had, with my dad, I had hunting. He and I used to hunt a lot. And, you know, my son wasn't really interested in hunting. And so as a father, I had to step back and say, okay, I need to understand him. I need to understand what's he into. And what I discovered is he loves the outdoors just like I do. But his thing is like hiking. He loved to hike. And so we started hiking together. And what I found with my son is those, I have the best conversations when we're hiking. When we're doing things together, like hiking, we talk. He opens up. And, you know, at home, I would come home. He'd come home after work. I'd be like, hey, bud, how you doing? Good. What's up? Not much. You know, it was like little, that was it. Get him on the trail, start hiking. Man, we start talking about anything and everything. All kinds of topics. World events, old cars. And you mentioned, you know, he's got an 86 Trans Am that we bought. We got it running. Now he's fixing it up. And what's cool about that is he's gone now and he's gone to a couple different garages, had some specialty things done to it. He did it all on his own. Like, didn't even talk to me, just did his own thing, which is cool to see that starting to play out where he's growing into being a man and making his own decisions. And But for me, I had to figure out like, okay, he's not going to hunt. All right. What is he going to do? And so we figured out hiking. Well, once we got into hiking, I said, what about backpacking? So we started to do backpacking. Well, once that started, then I said, we're going to do this big time. Let's go to the Rocky Mountains and really backpack. And so we did. And we've been out there four or five times 
uh, where we would go backpacking for days at a time. Yeah. And that's the kind of stuff that, you know, that's what I learned on the fatherhood journey is that figure out who they are, what drives them and then get engaged in that, you know, because for me, it's number one, your example. Number two, you need to be present. You need to be engaged. And number three is I often tell my son that, hey, your dad loves you. And your dad is going to love you no matter what decisions you make, no matter what you do. Your dad's always going to love you. That's going to be foundational for you. And I think of it that way, that it's foundational for him. But it's also interesting, Jeff, you know, you say we talk about this hiking and backpacking and all that kind of stuff. Would I be able to do that if I wasn't in shape? I'm a 56-year-old man. And a year and a half ago, we were in the Wind River Range of the Rocky Mountains. We had to come out with full packs, 14 miles straight, one push through the Rockies in altitude. And it was a hard push. And we made it. And we pushed it out. You know, and I think about, man, if you're not in shape, you're on the sideline. You're not engaging in those kinds of experiences with your kids. Just one more reason why we got to stay the course and get ourselves in shape, stay in shape. Phenomenal um, information and so much of it is actionable. So I really appreciate that. So men can take something away from it and put it in their own lives. I ask everyone at the end of the show, you've covered most of it, but what does victory in life mean to you? Yeah, victory in life for me is tied back into my mission, man. Honor God. Honor be God. Be true man. to the man. Yep, be true to the man in the mirror and be a rock for those around me. You know, at the end of my life, you know, if people look at me and they say, you know, that guy, that's what he did with his life. He honored God. He stayed true to who he was. You know, he wasn't trying to be anybody else. He was being authentic. And he was a rock. So the people around him gained strength. They could anchor to him. And if that's what people say about me on my day when I go to be with God, that I think that's success. You know, that's victory to me. Thank you, Jerry. I'm so glad you came on the show. And now we will do some promotion. Jerry will be speaking at the Mission of Excellence Conference alongside me and several other speakers. We'll be appearing in Charlotte, North Carolina in October 14th. And you can buy tickets at www.missionofexcellence.com. Jerry has a book coming out and you can find him on Twitter. Jerry, can you give us uh, information on how to find you? Yeah, it's uh, men underscore of underscore grit at men underscore of underscore grit, both on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Jerry. Some days I am not feeling like working out and I see a Jerry workout video and then all of a sudden I find myself in the gym. So what's, what's better than that? Thanks for joining us today and we will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to Men's Victory Alliance. We need your help in spreading the light to other men who need it. Please leave a rating and review so we can grow and get the message out. Visit mensvictoryalliance.com and stay in touch by subscribing to the email list. You will receive a PDF written by Jeff Higgins for signing up. Follow us on socials and YouTube. We are always working on providing value to the man who is looking to level up and win.